All right, this is Ben Friedman here from the Beniverse, and I am going to be just briefly talking about the 94th Academy Awards, who my predictions are to win, why I think they will win, and who I also think should win, because who will win and who should win are two completely different questions. I am doing this by myself today. It's going to be a pretty quick show. I just want to give my official predictions out there, so hopefully I can brag Monday morning or just look like a complete fool. Here's the reason I love the Oscars. Films like Coda, films like Belfast, even Power of the Dogs to a degree, even though it is a big Netflix film, they don't get the recognition they do unless they get this award buzz for the Academy Awards. So Coda isn't as big as a film as it is now if it never got the nomination. So it probably gets forgotten really easily. So that's why I think the Academy Awards are actually really important. I know some people will just kind of degrade it as this is just celebrities patting their backs. To a degree, of course it is. Everything self-congratulatory does have an air to that. But with that said, I think it does bring light to really important movies and really incredible movies. So I love the awards. I'll be watching it this Sunday and I am really curious because this race this year is kind of crazy. I've seen a majority of these films which I'm just excited to talk about. And we're just going to jump in with Best Supporting Actor. The nominees for Best Supporting Actor are Troy Kotzer for Coda, Kieran Hines for Belfast, Jesse Plemons for Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. This race is between Kotzer and McPhee. And to be honest, I don't even know if it's a race anymore. Cody Smith-McPhee was the front runner for a long time. He won the Golden Globe. It seemed like he was the guy to beat, and that's where the narrative was. Troy Kotzer has charmed his way into an Oscar, and also I just think did give the better performance. If I had to pick who should win, it is Troy Kotzer. And just to break down some of the awards he's won, he's won the British Academy Film Awards, also known as the BAFTA. He's won the Critics' Choice. He's won the Screen Actors Guild and the Independent Spirit Awards. His body, the Actors Branch, is voting him. And while I get that, maybe the SAGs not, excuse me, while the SAGs don't have as high as a voter count as the actual Academy Awards, the fact that he's winning these in his respective guild shows he has the support. And to be honest, the only real awards Cody Smith-McPhee has won at this moment is the Golden Globe. The Globes are they're meaningless. They really just don't have any impact on the award. So we're going to see later with Best Actress. So yeah, Cody Smith-McPhee for Power of the Dog. Yes, he could upset. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But it is Troy Kotzer's award. He seems to be the f clear favorite and he also just gives the best performance. The, the beating life of Coda is that scene between him and his daughter in the back of the trunk. That is such a beautiful moment and just encompasses everything about what Coda is about. That is the heart and soul of the movie. And he delivers in such a powerfully, emotionally resonant way. He's the winner. I'm so happy to see him win. And I really hope to see Sunday night. He's one of the guys leaving home with an Oscar. The next set of category is the best animated short film and a few of these categories i will admit i'm just not as well versed on so i am just going to list off the nominations and who i think is going to win and for the reasons i'm giving it the nominees in this category are affairs of the arts bastia box ballet robin robin and the windshield wiper 
I think it's between Robin Robin and the windshield wiper. Here's why I say that. Those seem to be the true clear front runners from the trades. I've seen Variety. I've seen Deadline. I've seen Hollywood Reporter. That's all where they're putting it. Gold Derby, I believe, has Robin Robin right now at the top. And while this is a category I'm not familiar with, I've only seen Robin Robin. Robin Robin does have star power with Gillian Anderson, Richard E. Grant, and the windshield wiper, well, I know it is beloved by some. Others have been maybe less enthused about it. Robin Robin seems to have the strong support for everybody. And really, sometimes it is the film that more people hear about, the better chance it has. Because Academy voters don't watch every film, unfortunately. So I think Robin Robin wins. Who should win? I don't really have an opinion. Because I just haven't seen a majority of these movies. But I am going for my official ballot who will win Robin Robin for Best Animated Short Film. The next category I have is animated feature film. The nominees are Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Rhea and the Last Dragon. And this category is a complete toss-up. I think the three that could easily win are Mitchells vs. the Machines, Encanto, and Flea. They all have a good chance to win, and I think they all have strong cases. Mitchells vs. the Machines won Best Animated Features at the Critics' Choice Awards, the Annie Awards, which recognizes animated features, Encanto won the BAFTA Award, the Golden Globe, the PGA, which is the Producers Guild of America for Outstanding Producer of Animated Theatrical Motion Pictures. In total, Encanto is nominated for three Academy Awards as well as its competition, Flea, which Flea is nominated for three, but three very untraditional ones for an animated ones be is nominated for best animated feature of course best international feature award and best documentary feature that's a lot playing in flea's favor i think what you're going to see is i think you're going to see the academy spread the love which is a phrase given to it when they don't just let one film win every major award they give that love out to multiple awards. So, for instance, and we'll get to it later, I think Encanto wins best song. I think Flea has a chance in a few other categories. Thus, logically, if they want to reward Mitchells versus the Machines, they have to give it to this in this category. One thing to also note, Disney has been getting a lot of crap for their don't say gay uh, bill that has been going on in Florida, their response to that bill, not their actual bill, but their response to that bill, that has been the headline for Disney these past few weeks. I'm sure it's a PR nightmare. It's all about publicity here. Awards are all publicity, how you play the game. Mitchell's in the Machines features LGBTQ representation. And that they might want to reward it. I could see voters going that way. Even though I think the representation in the Mitchells versus the Machines is very light, especially very light when compared to Flea. But I could see them going that way. And the guys over at the Mitchells versus the Machines, the guys all working on it, they've made an excellent campaign. The filmmakers have been nothing but kind and gracious online. They haven't had any foot in their mouth syndromes, I should say. They haven't had maybe some of the bad press that Disney is having. And when you have three Disney films, Encanto, Luca, and Rey and the Last Dragon, it also splits the vote. It does. It straight up does. There are people who maybe saw Encanto and Luca 
and they're just going to vote Luca or they're just going to vote Encanto or they haven't seen any of these three. And they're just like, okay, Encanto is the most popular one because my kids is watching it. It splits the vote. I think Mitchell versus the machine wins it. If I wouldn't even say this is a safe bet. My official prediction is the Mitchells versus the machines. The one that I would want to win is Flea. So who I think should win Flea, who will win, I'm putting the Mitchells versus machine, and that is my official pick for this ballot. For the next category, I have Best Original Screenplay. The nominees are, God, this year's brutal for Best Original Screenplay. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Adam McKay for Don't Look Up, Zach Balin for King Richard, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, and Eskil Vought and Jonathan Trier for The Worst Person in the World. I just have to say right off the bat, I want to see The Worst Person in the World having on the chance to watch it. I will be watching it before the awards. Sunday, I'm recording this Thursday, so I just haven't gotten the chance yet. Same with Drive My Car, and I'll just say that right now. Having gone to see either of those films. So... From what I've heard, it does not seem likely that Worst Person in the World is going to get a nomination. Sorry, sorry, it's not going to get a win in this category, so I can't speak of that. But I do just want to say that I don't think it is the winner in this category. It's between... This is so weird. King Richard's out. It really is. I like this. I like the movie a lot. I think it's significantly better than Belfast and Don't Look Up. But it's just not going to get the win... The win for the film comes with Will Smith. Rewarding Will Smith is rewarding King Richard, and that's the win for the film. And, yeah, it's it's a weird category. I hate it. Don't look up. Anyone who knows this channel knows my views on this movie because I love taking shots at this movie. It's bad. I thought this screenplay was horrendous. It's two and a half hours. It's overly long. It's so smug and pretentious. It doesn't have a story that really wants to tell. It somehow blames everyone except, to a degree, themselves. Ultimately, this is a film that blames you for being stupid, and he's so smart that it's fine, and you're just not as smart as him for seeing what is clearly the truth without addressing you know, the other problematic natures that could lead to a disaster like this happening. The screenplay's terrible. I hate this story. I don't want to see this movie win. And it's gone some wins. It got the win at the WGA, which is the Writers Guild. Sometimes I think it's the most writing wins, which just means this film is full of dialogue and snappy lines. And it's two and a half hours and does have a lot to say. Maybe it gets the win just solely for that. I don't think we give out awards like this, and I think the film's just too divisive, which leaves PTA for Licorice Pizza and Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. And I don't feel strong on either pick. Belfast has seemingly lost all forms of momentum. So if it got a win for Belfast, it would simply be in this category and no category uh, elsewhere. Kind of the same with Licorice Pizza. Here's what I will say. Licorice Pizza is divisive, but it has Paul Thomas Anderson going for it. There are scenes in Licorice Pizza that have been discussed, like the Asian jokes. That does hurt Licorice Pizza's chances. With that said, I still think it's the movie to beat. And personally, I love the movie, so it's the one that I want to see win. 
I think it's the one that has the least cohesive story, but that's actually a good part of the screenplay. It's just you getting to exist with these characters in this world that Paul Thomas Anderson creates. It's very breezy. It doesn't feel its runtime. The dialogue is well delivered. The comedy is really well done, minus maybe a few jokes again with the Asian jokes. Did not find those jokes funny at all. But I just think it has enough going for it. Where I think Belfast, an impressive achievement, sure, in directing, wasn't that big a fan of the screenplay. I thought it was a little weak. I thought some of those characters were underutilized, and I don't think the story was all there. So it's not a strong win for me. Who should win? I am saying Licorice Pizza. Who will win? I think Paul Thomas Anderson is winning his first Academy Award. And this, to a degree, might be one of the ones where it's just like, okay, we have to reward Paul Thomas Anderson. It's been too long. And the fact that he's been making films for so long now, since the 90s, and we haven't given him that award yet. We haven't given him an Oscar yet. This is his Oscar film. And honestly, the competition is just so weak enough that I think he gets it. So who will win? Who's my official ballot? I am saying Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Point two, best adapted screenplay. The nominees are Dion Heater for Coda, Raisuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Denis Villeneuve, Sean Spots, and Aerith Rock for Doom, Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Last Daughter, and Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. The race is between Coda and The Power of the Dog, just like it will be for the best picture and even to a lesser degree, best supporting actor. Coda is nominated for three Academy Awards this year. Power of the Dog is nominated for 12. There's a chance Power of the Dog could go home completely empty-handed. I don't think that's realistic. But here's the thing. Best picture cannot just win a best picture. It needs to have some supporting ones. I think Coda is actually kind of critical for this to win this award because it's going to be hard to convince people to be like, oh yeah, I voted best picture for Coda and best supporting actor, but it didn't get anything else. It doesn't have a director nomination. doesn't have any more actor nominations. So it's like, we have to recognize it somewhere else. I think it's going to be Coda. I've heard a lot about the power of the dog. It's been very divisive amongst some audiences. Some love it, some find it, like me, meandering and boring. Thus, I think what's going to happen is I think Coda wins this award. And I think the reason also that helps it is Jane Campion suffered during her Critics' Choice Awards speech. What she was doing with the Williams sisters mentioning them, whatever she want to say, saying that like they've never had to compete against the men. Like She has such a tone-deaf look. Already seen it in When Deadline, Variety, Hollywood Reporter. They all publish these things called the anonymous voting, where they get somebody who works in the academy. They're anonymous, obviously. They tell you what they voted for and what the reasons. And that's interesting to see, because obviously one vote doesn't matter. But you see narratives that shape. There was a few I read today where it's like, we do not want to give Jane Campion an award after that. Disaster. And I'm just going to say the word disaster of a speech. It came out a few days before voting started for the Academy Award. It was not a good look. If Power of the Dog loses big, 
I think there's some blame to be put on her. That speech was such a disaster and it was such bad press lines. And it's not one of these things where it was like, oh, it's just Twitter overreacting. I legitimately think it was bigger and I think there was some genuine anger towards people. And when there's been a push for diversity in the Academy Awards and you come out saying something so boneheaded like that statement that Campion said during her speech, it hurts your chances of winning an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay, especially because I actually do think she will win for Best Director. They don't want to give her two speeches. They really don't. So my official vote is who I think should win. I do think it's Coda. Who will win, I think it's Coda. For the category of Best Live Action Short Film, the nominees are Long Goodbye, Nuan, Please Hold, and On My Mind. The winner in this category is Riz Ahmed's film, the Long Goodbye. When he gets a star on it, he's an Academy darling. People loved him for his performance last year in The Sound of Metal. A lot of people wanted to see him win. This is a way to reward him. It's a story about immigrants. It feels very relevant. It, it has all the things that make the recipe for a win. And you're going to see Riz Ahmed win. Also because no one else has really heard of these films and they've heard of Riz Ahmed. It's terrible to say it's how the Academy votes. Let's not forget, this is a fraternity boys club girls club sorority whatever you want to call it it's groupthink and groupthink is large they want to reward Riz Ahmed they're going to reward Riz Ahmed for the long goodbye I don't have a who I think should win I haven't seen any of these films who will win is the long goodbye and I think it's a pretty easy lock take your money bet it on that the next category is documentary short subject and the nominees are audible lead me home the Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Ben Zar, and When We Were Bullies. Haven't seen any of them except The Queen of Basketball, and that's actually easy enough. There's two Netflix nominations here with Audible, Lead Me Home, and Netflix is going home empty-handed again. Queen of Basketball is really good. It's had the press recently of Shaq and Steph Curry are helping executive produce it does not sound like they're now qualified for the Academy Awards, but they definitely got some press for that. They're pushing. They want to see this film win. Basketball films, specifically non-traditional Academy categories like Best Animated Short Film, like when Kobe Bryant won, they seem to like rewarding basketball. It's a very accessible movie. It's put out by New York Times. And I just, I just don't see a real case scenario. It is a central film about a central figure and it's a story that is inspiring, groundbreaking, and just well done. I think Queen of Basketball has it in this category in the bag. Going on to my next category, I have Best Production Design. The nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. This is, I can't say anything bad about any of these nominations. They are all worthy nominations. To me, the award goes to Dune all day. Dude creates a brand new world that is ripe with cultures and backstories that planets feel lived in. It's just on a production level, it looks incredible from the castle to the large desolate planets to even just the where uh, Timothy Chalamet's character comes from. I forgot that planet, the ship design, all of it. It just accumulates in something pretty amazing to watch. And it's the start of a brand new franchise that feels fresh and new. So Dune wins this category. I think Nightmare Alley, I think it has a chance. 
this is, I think, the strongest part of Nightmare Alley is the production design, whether it's the carnival, which again also has that look of just grimy, lived in, just a little bit darker of a take on a carnivore than we've typically seen. Plus the office of Kate Blanchett. It's just a beautiful set all put together. Guillermo del Toro knows what to do one thing really well. I shouldn't say knows how to do one thing really well. He knows how to do a lot of things really well. But it's just in Nightmare Alley, you get to see the skill of his production design. I still think it's going to be hard to beat Dune. So my prediction for who should win for best production design, it's Dune. Who will win? Dune. Moving on to best costume design, the nominees are Corella and four other movies. I mean, that's all I really need to say in fairness to the other nominees that are all actually deserving of being nominated. The four other nominees are Serrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Now that I've said that, this is Corella's win in a landslide as it should be. I'd make the case that Emma Stone should be in Best Actress. I thought what she did in Corella was amazing. And the costume design is so unique in this film. It's from the same costume designer who did Mad Max Fury Road, which is, again, another film that just looked beautiful in its costumes. This one has so many unique ones. It just has a plethora of them. You get really great ones like the trash can one, which is just a beautifully just made costume. And yeah, they own it, and this film owns the costuming, and it's a big central part of the movie. Cruella wins best costume design in a landslide. Put your money on it. It's the winner. Moving on, the next category I have is best documentary. The nominees are... The nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, and Riding with Fire. And the race is between Summer of Soul and Flea. Summer of Soul is the safe bet and probably will win. It has Questlove producing it and directing it. It's a fan favorite and it's just really well done. Gets to see footage from the Harlem Festival that you wouldn't have gone to see. Otherwise, it's beautifully remastered. It's beautifully shot by my... Not not issue with this film. That's putting it uh, strongly. I think what could deter this movie is it's not a traditional documentary. There's no dialogue. It is just simply you watching footage, and it's really well edited. Does that translate over to an Academy Award win? I don't know. Apollo 11 wasn't even nominated, and it's still the kind of same format. Do they reward a film like Flea? And I, that's where my head is going. I don't know why. Summer of Soul has won every major award up to this point, And it's the safest bet to take Sunday that it will win Best Documentary, Summer of Soul. Will. I just, I, I'm not into it. I'm not, I'm not sold on that narrative. I think people are, are forgetting the number of international voters who will sway towards a movie like Flea and want to see it succeed. Plus, with the news going on in Ukraine recently and what the story of Flea touches on, this guy's story of having to flee his hometown, going through war, seeing the famine, being gay, going through all this. It's amazing storytelling. It's really beautiful. 
And I want to see it win something. I think it has the chance of best documentary. Like I said, Encanto wins songs. Mitchell's versus the Fiends wins best animated flea, wins best documentary. It's also a film that was nominated through three categories that are three distinct categories. How does that not translate into a win somewhere? This film's beautiful. It's hard to say. I just think there's a lot going for this movie. And I people are writing Summer as Soul as the winner. Totally understand it. I don't think it's a done deal yet. Uh, my official ballot? I have to go. My official ballot is the Summer of Soul. If I was a betting man, I would bet on Flea. Because I think the payoff would actually be pretty strong. And my personal pick, it would be Flea. So yes, while my ballot may reflect Summer of Soul, you know, I'm going to do it, Flea. I'm going to say it. My official ballot is Flea. You got to take the chances. They can't all be just traditional picks. If they would, everyone would get them right every year. The one that is in the majority to win that night is going to be the one. There is always a shocker. And documentary has it all the time. Remember a few years ago when Apollo 11 wasn't nominated, when people thought that was a front runner? Remember a few years ago in 2018 when Won't You Be My Neighbor and Three Identical Strangers isn't nominated and Free Solo ends up winning it? Well-deserved win by Free Solo. Do not get me wrong. This category is all over this place, and we don't know what they like and what they vote for, and the Academy voting is so different, and it's so younger, and it's so much more diverse. I get why everyone is predicting Summer of Soul. I think Questlove is a great representation of this film. It's getting a lot of younger people into this film. And it makes sense. It has that younger vote that it could go to. And it also is able to sway some of the older ones who remember again to see uh, Summer of Soul when it happened. So does it have everything going for it? Yes, it does. My official ballot pick is Flea. You got to go for the upset sometimes. Flea, who should win? Flea. Moving on to Best Actress in a Supporting Role. The nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. Win. She's the clear frontrunner and will win this award. She is great in the movie. Personally, I actually preferred Anjanu Ellis in King Richard uh, compared to DeBose in West Side Story, I preferred the performance that Ellis gives in King Richard. I think it's a little bit more to not do necessarily, but I think her scenes are more emotionally impactful. And honestly, out of all of them, they might have the best performance might have been Jesse Buckley for Lost Daughter, which is a movie I didn't care for. She's outstanding in this movie. I was really just amazed by her. So yes, while I would say my win would be Ingenue Ellis, the winner is Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. She's the safe bet. She's won basically every award. They're going to give it to her. The narrative that Kirsten Dunst could still get it is ridiculous. I didn't even think she deserved it in this movie. I thought she was mediocre at best. I was kind of shocked when I read they were all praising. Critics were all praising her performance in this movie. And I thought that was ridiculous. She didn't do anything in this movie to me. I thought her character was so plain, so average, and I don't think Kirsten Dunst is a particularly strong actress. I don't think she did that drunk personality as well as people are praising. So I don't know. 
I don't know why people gravitated toward her. I don't know why she was the preemptive front runner from the beginning. Here's the thing also. The preemptive front runner almost never wins the award. It always changes. The award seasons are long. Power of the Dogs has been losing steam. It's not winning this. Ariana DeBose is the winner for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. She will be winning it. She is my prediction. Uh, who I'd want to win is Anjanou Ellis for King Richard. For Best Sound, the nominees are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I don't think Dune will win every technological award. It just can't. It, this isn't a clear cut. Even Mad Max Fury Road didn't win Best Visual Effects. That went to Ex Machina that year. And I get it. I get why you would just assume, oh, of course, Dune's going to win this because its sound is really well done. Here's the thing, though. It just, it just can't. It has to divvy up the love. Otherwise, it'd be a boring award show. Dune can't just win every major award it's nominated outside of best didn't even get best director what am i saying outside of best picture so i think this is one where it's in danger of losing so my official prediction is west side story it's a musical it has great sound it's just it captures everything that you'd want in a winner for best sound and if i had a vote i would also lean towards west side story i think what spielberg does is kind of amazing in this film i think this is his best film honestly in probably close to 20 years I loved everything he did. I think the sound plays up. He mixes it well. Now that it's mixing and editing all combined into this award, it's just a perfect use of the medium sound to increase the story of West Side Story. So my pick is who will win West Side Story, who should win West Side Story. God, speaking of heavy hitters and categories, cinematography is a crazy one this year. The nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, the Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. All five deserve to be on here. I know I have dealt a large amount of crap to The Power of the Dog. It totally deserves to be in Best Cinematography. And honestly, if it does win Best Picture, I think it needs to pick up a few technical awards to get some ground momentum swelling. And I think if we see it win a few technical awards, that might be a good indication that it does win out uh, Sunday night. But my odds-on pick and favorite of this category is Dune. <laughs> Do I? I'm now thinking about it in my head. Power of the Dog kind of makes sense. I again said you can't just give every award to Dune. You have to spread out. I don't know if cinematography is an award you have to give to Dune. Now, true, here's the thing. The man who did the cinematography for Dune also just did the cinematography for The Batman, which people love how that film shot. Does that kind of boost his case, maybe bring his name more into the recognition of people's minds? It could. It very easily could. I don't know who to pick. I really don't. Originally, on my notes, I did have Power of the Dog. It was the winner in this category. Now I'm thinking about it. Do I want it? Do I want to go the more traditional pick with Dune? I again, I'm going with this theory that Dune can't win it all out, and it just can't win every technological award. And there's been a few that I think it's key, but then I look at them and I look at some of the other awards, and I'm just like, 
wait, I don't actually have it in this category. Okay, I have to go cinematography Dune. I don't have it winning enough other categories where I'm just like, Dune has to get rewarded. And if I just keep making the argument that Dune won't win because they want to divvy out the award, that means Dune won't get any wins except visual effects. That doesn't make any sense. So yeah, my pick for best cinematography is going to be Dune. If I had my own personal vote in the Academy, I would actually vote The Tragedy of Macbeth, which is a such a boring Shakespeare film. It's just not my style. I understand if you like Shakespeare, you're going to love this play. So I totally understand people are going to love it. Not for me at all. But it I, it looks amazing. The cinematography in there is stunning. So my vote would be Tragedy of Macbeth. But on my official ballot, who will win? It will be, I am saying, Dune. Who should win? I have the Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, God, speak of another categories where it's just like, what the hell do I do with this? The nominees for film editing are don't look up. Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick Tick Boom. Uh, I'm picking the winner to be Dune because honestly, none of the other categories seem realistic. Let's just start, and I'm going to just, I, I've done it already. I'm going to tear it down again. Don't look up is a two and a half hour comedy that doesn't even fully realize what it wants to say. Yes, does it probably have the most editing because that's what Adam McKay does? Yes. It does. It probably, like, beat for beat, it has the most editing involved, the most cuts, the most just everything. They're not going to give it to a two-and-a-half-hour economy. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. If this was the award for most editing, yes, it has a good chance. It's not. Don't Look Up is not getting it. Uh, King Richard is very uh, well edited, I guess. Like, But I wouldn't say it's better edited than really any of the other Best Picture nominations. I wouldn't say it's better edited than maybe Licorice Pizza, than Nightmare Alley, than Drive My Car, than uh, even films that weren't nominated like Spencer. Like It's a very well-directed, well-made movie all around. wouldn't say the editing is what stands out to me in that movie. Kind of same with Power of the Dog. There's a little bit more of a case with this. This film is a lot more tenuous. There's a lot more maybe stress that is exuded from the editing of this film. Editing does play a large part of this film, so I could understand if they go this way, but again, it's still like, you have to beat Dune. I don't think the power of the dog beats Dune in this regard, because Dune does have good editing. Out of my favorite of these, the one that should win to me is Tick, Tick, Boom. The movie edits the play and the narrative feature in such a unique and satisfying way that you it just increases the character's journey on this film. And that therapy scene alone with him and Vanessa Hudgens singing and it cuts back to Andrew Garfield and his girlfriend having the fight, that should be kind of the for-your-consideration scene from that movie. I think it's so well-edited and it just plays with the music, with the characters. It all has purpose to it and it has a rhythm to it that I love. I think Tick, Tick, Boom should win film editing kind of by uh, just the miles. But I think Dune wins it. And it's a weird case for Dune. It is well edited. But it's also a two and a half. Sorry, it's also a two hour and 45 minute film. And it just kind of ends abruptly. It is part one of part two. Whatever anyone wants to say. This film does not feel like a film that ends, like has a definitive ending, like let's say Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings, that does have that definitive ending. 
this one kind of ends. You could have had an extra 10 minutes and you really wouldn't have felt it. There's no real like indication that it ends, it just kind of ends. And yes, is it well edited? Yes, is it any better edited than any other big blockbuster that comes out every year? I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say this is maybe better edited than maybe last year's Tenet. Any better edited than maybe the Suicide Squad, than the Batman. Really, just like most of the films, than a Spider-Man No Way Home. Am I exaggerating a bit? Of course I am. It's just like, is this film so deserving of best film editing that it's the runaway favorite? I don't know. I don't think so. There are certainly scenes that are well edited. But when I think of Dune, I don't think of just like that. I don't, I, and in fact, some of the criticisms I'd have of Dune is it's at times a little slow and meanders. And I like that upon second and third rewatch. First rewatch, it really bothered me. In fact, I actually wanted the film a little bit tighter. I am still going to, for my official ballot, I am still saying Dune. And, uh, but for who I think should win is Tick, Tick, Boom. And there's a chance. I really want to see Tick, Tick, Boom win this. I think it'd be great. But yeah, my official ballot, uh, I am putting Dune as who sh will win and who should win will be Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, I would not mind seeing either of the films win. I honestly, I, I know it was kind of sounding like there, like I was maybe even crapping on Dune. I'm not, I'm pretty impressed by that film. I just don't know if it's, people are kind of putting it as the clear favorite. I don't think it is. I don't, I, I don't honestly think that's a true statement at all. Just got questions though sometimes. Can't trust the narrative every time. Best visual effects, this one's solid. This one's so easy. The nominees are Dune, Free Guide, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man, No Way Home. Uh, what the hell is No Time to Die doing in here? Honestly, also what the hell is Free Guy doing here? I like Free Guy a lot, not the visual effects uh, are not what I like of that movie. No Time to Die, Kind of just stunts, uh, visually affecting. Uh, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that at all. Definitely, when you're considering the fact that Godzilla versus Kong did not even make it into this nomination, how is that even possible? So, yeah, so those two aren't winning. Uh, it's sorry, what, what am I even saying? The winner is Dune. Who should win Dune? Who will win Dune? It's the clear winner. There's no upsets coming. Dune wins as it should. This is clear-cut case of where Dune should win and should be rewarded. So yes, the winner is Dune in this category for Best Visual Effects. For the categories of Best Makeup and Hairstyling, the nominees are Coming to America, Dune, House of Gucci, Cruella, and The Eyes of Tammy Thay. I think, honestly, if I had a vote who should win, I would say Coming to America. It's a movie that I thought was fine, probably a little below average. But the makeup looks great. What I think will win is probably the eyes of Tammy Faye. That the makeup goes so hand in hand with Jessica Chastain's performance. And like I said, sometimes it is a case of the most of something wins. And in this case, it's the most makeup. Uh, so I totally think it has a good chance. Also, Chastain has campaigned so well for her team. The whole thing that she is not going to be doing the pre-red carpet interviews to show support for the nominations that were cut from the live air, which includes the her team for best makeup and hairstyling. Great publicity that movie with Jessica Chastain's surge. It just feels inevitable. 
that this movie wins best makeup and hairstyling. Uh, honestly, it's probably my fourth. Maybe even my fifth. It might be my least favorite. I think Coming to America is my favorite. I think Dune might be my second just because of how seamless the Baron's Harkonnen. Uh, I probably miss Baron Harkonnen's look was. I think that's really deserving. House of Gucci, Jared Leto is ridiculous in that movie. The makeup's kind of impeccable on him. Uh, and Corell, I just think the whole makeup and hairstyle adds so much personality to Corell. While Eyes of Tammy Faye, they really just want to make Jessica Chastain look like this person who, honestly, it's just like, I get it. But the makeup just, it's not that it looks bad. It looks perfectly accurate, but it's just like, is that really best makeup when the film's character is already just like a bizarre looking person? No, no disrespect, of course, to Tammy Faye in that. I don't mean that any derogative term i'm just saying like she doesn't look like they, they just copied a character and put a lot of makeup on jessica chastain's face and gave her a weird looking wig is that deserving of best makeup and hairstyling maybe it is uh honestly it wouldn't be in my case but yeah i think who uh should win Coming to America, who will win? Eyes of Tammy Faye. I think the support for Chastain has just gone so strong recently. In the category of international feature film, the nominees are Drive My Car, Flea, The Hand of God, Lunana, and The Worst Person in the World. I really want to see The Worst Person in the World. I can't wait to see it this week and very excited to. And this is a really good crop of nominees. But only one of these is nominated for Best Picture along with Screenplay and Director. Drive My Car wins this. It's the clear favorite. It is going to win it. Hands down. Uh, again, can't say who should win when I still haven't seen a few of these. And I, from based on how I perceive movies and based on what I think I'm going to enjoy, I have a feeling I'm going to quite enjoy Worst Person in the World. But anyway, yeah. My pick for this right now would be... Flea as just my personal favorite. Who will win is Drive My Car. God, speak about another just weird category where I just like, I thought this was a done deal and now I'm having second guesses, but it's for original score. The nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. Uh, John Greenwood got nominated for the wrong movie. He should have been nominated for Spencer in this category. Power of the Dog has a very good score so not like dissing the score on that i just think you're rewarding one work from him this year i it, to me it has to be spencer ah this category is weird it could go three ways i see a scenario with dune wins i see a scenario where Encanto wins and i see a scenario with the power of the dog wins but i think the winner that has been kind of declared since the film came out and the one that just hasn't lost enough traction for me to say it's not gonna win is Hans zimmer for dune his talent is just on display, this movie. Uh, I, it's a pretty incredible score. It brings the film to life. It, the tension, the pace of this movie, it just does so much right. And it just, Hans Zimmer brought bagpipes to space. And it, it didn't sound ridiculous. It added so much life to the film. So for that, I could Encanto win? Of course it could. It's a Disney film with a good score. It could. I just don't see it having enough. John Greenwood could, of course, again, but I am still putting my bet on Hans Zimmer for Dune. Best original songs. 
The nominees are Be Alive from King Richard, music by Beyonce. Dos Aguadas from Encanto, music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Down to Joy from Belfast, music by Van Morrison. No Time to Die from the movie No Time to Die, music by Billie Eilish. And Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, music by Diane Warren. I will not even pretend that I know what that last one is or that I even know that knew that was a movie before today. Uh, who I think will win? Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to get his EGOT this year, even if there's two better songs in Encanto. I think this is probably the third or fourth best song, but in this year, it's enough. I, I like Billie Eilish's song for James Bond. It's been out forever. It came out before COVID because the movie was supposed to come out before uh, pretty early in 2020. So it just feels like it's been here forever. Just like, I feel like had it, maybe this movie came out November and the song came out with it. I, it could have a better case, but it's just like, I've, I've heard the song for so long that just lost a lot of its specialness. So I think it's just a case of just oversaturation. Uh, Van Morrison's anti-vaccine views will not get him a nomination. Beyonce is of course always a threat. She's queen. She's Beyonce. She could win. But yeah, I think it's still a safe bet in predicting Lin-Manuel Miranda, even if it's a win that really should have gone to. We don't talk about Bruno from the same movie in Kanto. So yes, who I think should win, my personal favorite is actually Billie Eilish's song, No Time to Die, who I think will win, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Encanto, even though it's the wrong song. We are, uh, we're in the big categories now. This is where we're getting the big major awards. The next one I'm talking about is Best Director. The nominees are Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Raisuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Hamaguchi, I apologize, Raisuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. The clear frontrunner is Jane Campion. She has won every single award from the BAFTA the Critics' Choice, the Directors' Guild, the Golden Globes, Hollywood's Critics' Association, the Venice Film Festival. She is the one to beat, and it is her award, and she is my official prediction, and it's a deserving win. But, out of all the nominees, she suffered the worst foot and mouth syndrome this year. The Critics' Award speech, as I always said, was a disaster. Here's what I'm talking about when I say Maybe there's some trouble for Jane Campion winning Best Director. And it all stems from this Critics' Choice Award. I get it. Am I probably being, quote-unquote, too woke, too sensitive? I get it. Sure, I get why you're criticizing me for this. The speech rubbed me such the wrong way, and I thought it was so distasteful. And even if it was a joke, it was a joke that came out bad. And honestly, did she apologize? I guess not really to me. It just kind of felt like, oh, it wasn't my intention. Okay, it doesn't matter if that's your intention. That's how it came off. It really just sounded like a statement from your publicist. I was talking about these anonymous 2022 Oscar ballots, and I've read a lot of them for, I've just, I'm just interested in them. Deadline puts them out, Hollywood Reporter, Vanity Fair, Shears does it as well, and E! Weekly. And I just wanted to read you this clip from today's anonymous 2022 Oscars ballots. This is sourced by Next. This is from the website nextbestpicture.com. And 
This was by Will Mavity and Matt uh, Neglia. And I just want to read you some of the voters. One of them was voter one, a member of the director's branch. And here's something the member of the director's branch, the branch that will be voting for the power of the dog says in regards to, and in fairness, this is in regards to its chance to win best picture. It's not best director, but for best picture says most people are saying the power of the dog is going to win. It's extremely well-made, but I don't know anyone in the community who truly loves it the way people loved Coda. Again, referring to Best Picture, he goes on to say for Best Director, he picks Steven Spielberg on his official ballot. I was thinking about voting for Jane Campion, but her speech at the Critics' Choice Awards really rubbed me the wrong way. You know, then, in fairness, uh, a member from the Actors Branch did vote Jane Campion. I am not saying that Jane Campion is not the clear frontrunner. Here's another really interesting quote. What voter number five said in nextbestpicture.com's article, and again, this person is a member of the Sound Branch, they voted Kenneth Branagh. I couldn't bring myself to vote for Jane Campion. I was outraged by her speech at the Critics' Choice Awards. That was just inexcusable. This is what voter number seven in the nextbestpicture.com says, and they are a member of the Sound Branch. They say Steven Spielberg will win Best Director. And quote-unquote, I've heard people say the power of the dog affects you more if you see it on the big screen at home. And I'm sure it would have. But for a really great movie, it shouldn't matter where you watch it. And again, I am not saying this to deter the fact that Jane Campion is the clear front runner in this category. There is no denying it. I even, even putting her on my ballot to say it's secure anymore, I think is BS. I am not saying it is secure anymore. She did a number on her chances of winning Best Director. And if she loses, you can point straight to the Critics' Choice Awards. I'm sorry, there are people watching that speech who will be voting for you. And if that rubbed them the wrong way, they're not going to vote for you. This is, to a degree, a popularity contest. If you lose popularity, you are not going to get this vote. There is just a degree of how you present yourself that does matter. And I am not saying that there has not been worse cases of foot and mouth syndrome. I don't think Jane Campion is a racist. I really don't. I don't believe that in any of my heart. I don't even think she meant those comments anywhere near in a nasty way. They just came off bad, and I think the publicity around it was bad, and I don't think she did enough to correct that narrative around it. And I think, listen, this is where you get into the politics of film. I think a few other... Uh, what's it called? Nominees may have done some stuff to kind of push that narrative forward. Maybe they don't want Jane Campion to win. Maybe they want their movie. This is all speculation, but this is all based on the fact that this is cutthroat. The studio wants their film to win and they want the other films to lose out. Look at the stories that always come out around Oscar seasons about movies. Read anything about Harvey Weinstein during the season and what he did to make sure his films would win that Academy Award. It's pretty crazy stuff. I'm not saying that's what they did to Jane Campion. I am just saying, <laughs> sounds so conspiracy theory, not saying this, but I'm, I'm just trying to state the facts here. No, no, that's not what I'm doing. I just want to point out that is something a done deal? I don't think it is just yet. In, in my personal vote, uh, 
I would actually have Steven Spielberg winning this category. She's probably the second. Honestly, I think that as much as I dislike Power of the Dog, she does a really fantastic job directing that movie, and I was pretty impressed by her. If she won, I would not begrudge her the win. I think she's really good. I just thought Spielberg felt like he was directing straight out of the 70s and 80s again, like he was a young guy's director again. Like he had young sensibilities, like there was a new life and breath and something I hadn't seen from Spielberg, which when he's been working since my parents were kids, since the 70s, and he can still bring out something so fresh and original in a remake of a film. God, that's impressive. I'm just so impressed by him. But yes, so few things straight. Not accusing Jane Campion of anything. Uh, I think it really was just a case of foot and mouth syndrome. She said something dumb. And she didn't overcorrect it enough for me. I didn't find her response genuine enough. Don't think she's a bad person. Think it was just a bad look. Uh, and would not begrudge her the win. And I think she's the favorite on my official ballot here. I am saying she is my prediction to win best director. My personal win would be Steven Spielberg in the category of best director. God, after we got that crap out of the way, oh my God, there was a lot with that race. And that's not even the most contentious race I still have to cover yet. Best Actor. The nominees are Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos. Will Smith for King Richard. Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. And Andrew Garfield. Tick, tick, boom. The winner here is Will Smith. He's been the front runner. He is the front runner. He's going to remain the front runner. I like Andrew Garfield a lot. If I had a vote, I would probably lean towards Garfield. Will Smith is amazing in this movie. It might be his best performance. Yeah. And I am going to say Will Smith has this award in the bag. Easy bet. He wins it for King Richard. King Richard's win comes with Will Smith, and it's a reward for the movie giving him this nomination. And people are going to love seeing Will Smith take that award. He is the best actor winner of this year. I would be 99.5% sure of it. Not even doubt in my mind, really. He has this category in the bag, which is good because I have no idea what to make of this next category, which is my second to last uh, this is the category of Best Actress. The nominees are Olivia Colman for The Lost Daughter, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart for the film Spencer, and Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. And I'm going in blind. I've seen four out of the five of these nominations. I have not seen Parallel Mothers yet. Don't know how to. Is it streaming yet? I don't think it's streaming. That's a, always a thing where I'm just like, when streaming being so prevalent in the races, the fact that some of the films don't release it pre, or I really don't get an opportunity to watch it. It was not playing in Sacramento. I looked for quite a while to see if I could see it before the end of 2021. I could not find it in January. Uh, so yeah, that's always a pain. If your name is not Olivia Coleman, I think you have a good chance of winning this category, which is which is sad. I really liked Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. Again, a movie I did not necessarily love. I actually thought her performance was quite good. The two front runners in this category were probably my two least favorite performances so far in this category. I thought Jessica Chastain was good. I thought the movie was really mediocre, and I think it is just a traditional Oscar win of, oops, celebrity dresses up as a person, does the whole spiel, does it all, like all that. Uh, they get nominated. Same with Nicole Kidman. Oh, she's a Hollywood icon. Of course, we're going to nominate her for playing Lucy, uh, 
would not have put either. Uh, maybe I would have put Chastain. I think Chastain is better than Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, what the hell are you doing here? Alana Haim or Amelia Jones could have gone in this category before I would have put even considered you. But let's just go on. And God, I don't know where to go on this category. So I just have to make the case against each. So I'm going to go from the ones that I am least convinced could win to the ones that I am most convinced. Again, already stating that I have taken Penel, I'm not sorry, I have taken Olivia Coleman off the board. I just don't see it any scenario where she wins. The scenario that I could see would most least likely would be Nicole Kidman, who was the front runner for a while for being the Ricardos after winning the Golden Globe. But when that film, while it did receive a lot of nominations, it missed out on a few key nominations, including for screenplay, it didn't get one, for directing, and for Best Picture. And all of a sudden, it just started losing all the awards. It wasn't getting the heavy praise and uh, awards that people thought it was. It only won the Golden Globes, really. So yes, is she still a possibility one? Of course, it's Nicole Kidman, and she's playing Lucy. It, she could. She seemed like the clear frontrunner at the beginning. I'm not putting her in. So she's my fourth pick. The third pick. God, I wish this pick was so much higher on my list. I'm picking Kristen Stewart for Spencer as my next pick. Uh, I... God, I want to put her at number one so bad. This was my favorite performance of the year, hands down. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope she wins this. And I hope the support she has moving forward and that she is the underdog in this race and that we get to see the underdog win because she's a clear underdog. There is a huge basis of people who want to see uh, Kristen Stewart win this after being snubbed for multiple awards. This is really her only real nomination. I think she, I, she missed out on the BAFTA, which isn't surprising considering they're British and that depiction of uh, Princess Diana was a lot and maybe a little bit too out there for uh, the Brits. Uh, she missed out on SAG, which was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, she just missed out on a few key nominations that don't bode well. But what it did do is it created her as the underdog narrative and there's been a lot of groundswell of support. And is it totally possible that she could win this? Yes, because I don't think this category is anywhere near. And honestly, they might just end up going with like, who's the underdog? Who do we want? And who, who has enough support to win it? When it's going to be based on performances, uh, I think that are going to be largely divisive. People might have Chastain as their one. They might have her as their five as well. Stewart, as long as she's like the two or three, due to the way the preferential ballot votes, if she gets enough choose, a good amount of ones, and maybe a few threes, but she's really not the one being put on the bottom, she has a chance. She legitimately has a chance to win it. So I don't think she is out of the realm of possibility. I would love to see it, but she's not my front runner by any means. But God, I hope I'm wrong. I really want to see Kristen Stewart win the Oscar for Spencer, which was a role I thought was just transformative in every degree. My second one, this is the weird one. Have you noticed the publications are going different ways? They're going deadlines, uh, putting the vote between... Uh, deadline is put the vote for Penelope Cruz. I believe Hollywood Reporter has to. I believe Variety. A bunch of these places are now predicting Penelope Cruz winning. She's won a few key awards, uh, usually a little bit more international. I've talked about the international body is bigger than it's usually... Uh, the international body is the biggest it's been in the Academy voting history, so that does bode well for her. Uh, if she wins, uh, I can't judge the performance yet. 
here's my thought on it uh, before seeing it. I think this also becomes a narrative thing where people don't want to see Chastain win this Oscar for this movie. So she ends up losing it out. And who's the movie we can go to? You know, I think this is her eighth collaboration, Penelope Cruz's eighth collaboration or seventh collaboration with this director. There's a lot of support. People love Penelope Cruz. It's apparently a really beautiful movie. I, I really want to check it out again. Just has not been screening yet uh, where I'm at. So I want to wait to see that. Hopefully I get a chance. It might be in theaters this weekend. So Sacramento will usually get some of the bigger movies right before Oscar. So I'll have to keep an eye out. But yeah, she's the number two. Not based on like confidence. I've just seen enough people voting for it. And I've seen enough of the, again, anonymous Oscar ballots that have her in it. That she seems to have the narrative right now of being number two, which is crazy to me. I'm hoping I'm wrong, and I hope that narrative is actually flipped and it's actually Kristen Stewart's at the two, because again, I want to see Kristen Stewart win it, but so bad. But regardless, she's the two. The number one is clear. Jessica Chastain. She won the SAG. Uh, she won Critics. She won BAFTA. Uh, no, she did not win BAFTA. I don't think she was nominated for BAFTA. That's the also the weird thing is, a lot of these categories just don't have a bunch of the main nominations in this group are in the uh, other categories, or it's not in the other categories, apologies. They are not in the other uh, award ceremonies in the sense that, like, Kristen Stewart missed out on a few key ones. So did Nicole Kidman. So did Jessica Chastain. They didn't, weren't nominated. Uh, maybe they weren't nominated for the SAG. Maybe they weren't nominated for the critics. Maybe they weren't nominated for BAFTA. I don't think anyone besides, like, one was nominated for BAFTA. It's just like, okay, yeah, how can you judge any of it then? Then it's just like, Precedent matters even less because it's not like they were actually voting for these five and these five are the ones in direct competition. They just had to go for it. And so something crazy could upset. I think it could. Jessica Chastain, this is a weird performance for her to win. And I like this movie. She's so much better in Molly's game and she is a thousand times better in Zero Dark Thirty and it's not even close. This movie would be giving her an Oscar because it's time to give Chastain an Oscar. I don't think we should. I think she'll have much better performances in the next few years. I just this film was fine. Her performance is good. It is heavy reliance on makeup. Uh, she's a very talented actress. Uh, would not be upset to see her win. I really just want. I really just don't want to see Nicole Kidman win. So I said earlier, anyone who could beat Kidman, I'd like. Here's the thing with Chastain, though. I didn't even predict her to be in the nominations as did a lot of people i know a lot of pundits weren't putting her in so her nomination definitely came as a surprise she could win it out i guess she could she could be the surprise the huge front runner just coming into this i don't know how she did it great campaign regardless if she wins it that's going to be a pretty crazy win for here's the thing i just the eyes of tammy faye was at best good that's the best praise i can have for it it was so small nobody saw it no one even really knew it came out I thought it was just a direct-to-DVD movie until I learned that there was actually some buzz around this movie for uh, Best Actress. But yeah, I was it, it came, it went, but apparently it might be enough to win her, her Oscar, which again, just crazy to me, shocking to me. But sometimes it happens, and sometimes uh, not only the ones you lose, lose, but it's the ones that are the most shocking. Win. I mean, we saw Anthony Hopkins come out of nowhere last year to beat Chadwick Boseman, which nobody saw was a possibility. Uh, so crazier things have happened, especially in acting, and acting is the biggest branch in the Academy. 
which means one, it means that anyone can win. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, my official prediction is Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye, who would want to win Kristen Stewart. Going into the last category, best picture, here's where it all begins. Oh, my God. Best picture. I am going to rank best picture uh, nominees based on what I've seen in my personal preference. I have not seen, uh, I've not finished Drive My Car. I shouldn't say I haven't seen. I've started a good chunk of it. I'm a good way through. Haven't finished it. I'm kind of doing it in chunks before the Academy Awards because I just don't have the time to do a three-hour movie. And I just, it's hard for me to have the patience, definitely, if I'm not in theater seeing it. Number nine for me is The Power of the Dog. I hated that movie. You know that. I don't have to go in and make this a hate manifesto for The Power of the Dog. Don't Look Up was my number eight. Again, another just movie I just did not care for. I just didn't think it was as clever as I thought it was. Number seven is Belfast. This is, to me, a well-directed movie, but one that I just did not connect with the story, and I found it meandering. I thought it boring, and I found it long, even though it's only like an hour and a half. Number six is Nightmare Alley, a movie I quite enjoyed. just does not feel like, uh, maybe doesn't have the prestige of maybe one that I liked with The Shape of Water, where I thought that was a better narrative overall. I found some of the parts predictable. I think the Blanchett character was a little underutilized. So yes, while I like aspects of this movie, I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of it all the way through, even though I respect the craftsmanship like hell. Number five, King Richard, an all-around solid movie anchored by two Great performances from Ellis and Will Smith and features a great supporting cast all around. It is an acting achievement in every uh, way possible. Maybe just not to me best movie of the year. It was a well-acted movie, not the best of the year. Number four, Licorice Pizza, a movie I just loved. I adored what they did with the choices. I think the characters were really entertaining and fun to spend one time with. Great comedy, great beats, just a really fun time to just get to see a Paul Thomas Anderson film just get to see like kind of his just dream on screen and just get to see his sensibilities on a film that doesn't have much of a story and has problematic nature in it. But uh, if a film doesn't provoke, what is a film doing? So yeah, four was Licorice Pizza, three Dune, just an amazing technical achievement that just started a brand new franchise. Really big fan of it. Uh, it gets better on rewatch. Number two, West Side Story. Again, I've already sung its praises. It's great. And number one, Coda. It's my favorite movie of the year. You all know that. So now going from the least to most likely to win, and this is not based on my preference, this is simply based on the narrative, and I think, could this film win? Number 10 is Nightmare Alley, really does not stand a chance. Uh, well made, uh, but I just don't see enough support for this movie going around. Same with Licorice Pizza, though, which is number 9. Not enough support for this movie. Uh, too much controversy around it, not enough groundswell of support. Uh, people are kind of calling it one of the weaker uh, Paul Thomas Andersons. I disagree, but it's just it's just not winning. It doesn't have enough support. Number seven, Drive My Car. It's going to win international feature. This does not seem like a year where it could win Best Picture like Parasite did a few years ago. It's a good movie so far from what I've seen. Just I don't think it has enough going for it to really make contention for Best Picture. Number uh does that mean number seven don't look up a film i really don't want to put this high up but enough people love it and enough people hate it that it's probably going to center around somewhere in the middle around five or six because it's so going to be so polar for a lot of people that it just kind of feels like it will end up somewhere in the middle so don't really think it has a good chance of winning this uh but could 
Uh, number six, King Richard. All around solid movie. Again, I think the win for this movie is Will Smith, possibly Anjanou Ellis, even though it doesn't seem likely. But the win for the movie is Will Smith. That's what's centered around. If it wins, it's because it's a heartfelt, good story, but it's just, and it's a traditional release, not a streaming movie. So that could have its going for it if people are uh, maybe anti streaming, but I don't see that being really a factor in this year's Academy Awards. It's, it's a streaming film, seems most likely to win. I just don't think that bias is there, definitely because. How many people are in Hollywood are now just bought by streaming services? They have contracts with them. So the bias just doesn't seem like it as big as it was maybe five years ago. Number four, Dune, just a technical achievement. I feel like a bunch of people in the technical categories are going to vote it high. And I think it's a solid enough, strong movie that it will get enough to kind of land it in the middle and has a contention, has the contending possibility of winning. I don't think it's realistic, definitely, because I still feel like it is part one of two. Uh, and, I, I, you know, Fellowship didn't win and had to wait till Return of the King. So not likely to me. Number three, West Side Story, very possible. Very possible it wins. Uh, great movie. I think it has enough support. There's been enough love for this movie, especially late. It had a late surge where it, the box office was bad for this movie, but enough people seem to have found it and liked it since, and are just kind of in, in awe of Spielberg's direction. So could win. Number two, I have Coda. I think Coda is still the uphill battle, and it's still the one to beat. The front runner is The Power of the Dog. I think Coda is the smaller movie. It has the least nominations with only three compared to The Power of the Dog's 12. It has the momentum going in, but it still is the underdog in this. It still has to prove that a small Sundance film that came out in January 2021, not even to a wide audience, it was directly to a virtual Sundance, can then 14 months later go on to win Best Picture. It's not really been done, uh, but this film is amazing. And here's also the critique. I've heard the thing, well, it's only got three nominations. How can it win? It could have surged late. This was not the front runner come December or January when voting was happening. It just wasn't. It was not. Uh, had the film received the support it was at right now, you would have seen uh, nominations for Marley Matlin, Melia Jones, probably CM Hater, uh, maybe possibly one for sound because just sometimes the lack of sound in the film is just really astounding. You would have seen nominations for that. So yes, well, it only has three right now doesn't actually matter that much. It just means that it had a late surge, and honestly, a late surge is good. The films that have a late surge win Academy Awards. Uh, but again, it has to beat The Power of the Dog, which has 12 nominations, seems like the front runner. It's the one to beat right now. Uh, so either way, it's going to a streaming service. My official pick is Coda. I am buying in the hype. I've bought in the hype since I saw it in December. I think the movie's beautiful. I think... Here's the thing. I haven't really seen any actor or celebrity or any filmmaker that I follow just singing the praises of the power of the dog. They might respect it. When people talk about Coda, I've noticed actors, actresses, you know, on their Instagram stories, on their Instagram, on their Twitter feeds, whatever, they're sharing Coda. They're talking about Coda. They're talking about how beautiful it is. They're talking about how amazing Troy Coster is in this movie. It has to, seems to have this ground swell of support that is strong and important to win it. 
especially when these are the people voting for the movie. Power of the Dog might be well-respected. Is it enough to win it? It's a really slow, it's a really slow burn. It's really cold. It's meticulous. It uh, just, it's not an easily accessible film. A lot of people aren't going to feel it. Coda definitely has a little bit more of that bright, optimistic, fun energy to it. And it's a film that makes you feel, and it's a film that just, it's gentle and it's sweet and it's just beautiful in every way. Coda's my pick. Who I want to win, it's Coda. Who I think will win, I'm blowing my ballot on Coda. Which means those are my picks for this year's Academy Awards. Am I right? Am I wrong? We'll see Monday. Either I'm going to look back and everyone's going to be like, man, you did so well, or man, you're an idiot. We'll see what happens Monday. But thank you for listening to The Beniverse. That's my show this week, just talking about the 94th Academy Awards. Looking forward to the ceremony. They should not have taken out the categories uh, and showing them during the commercials. That's stupid. Honestly, why they're broadcast anymore, why the Academy Awards are broadcast anymore, I do not understand. Put them on a streaming service, put them on YouTube, do anything like that. This is for film fans, and the show should be made for film fans, not the general audience. Don't make it the Super Bowl. Make it for the people who love movies, and let it be a celebration of movies. Make it four hours long on a streaming service, and the people who want to tune in are going to tune in. Don't try to make it a show. It is not a show. It is to honor movies. And yeah, that's it. That's my talk. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Take care, and let me know what you guys are voting for. And Did I convince you in any way? We'll see. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.